0: He just doesn't. He always just is Tom Cruise. Uh, I can't. Every time I think of Tom Cruise now, I think of uh, that Jonathan Coltrane song. You heard it? The Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise crazy. And if you were Tom Cruise, you'd be Tom Cruise crazy too. Makes sense. (laughs) Uh, I always (laughs) think (laughs) of in um, Days of Thunder. There's a scene where they're walking on the beach. And, uh, it was John C. Riley I think, right? He's the other guy. No, no, no. no it's not John C. Riley. Yeah, I'm all. I'm Talladega Knight. Got it mixed up. But, um, whoever <laughs> the other but guy yeah. is. You're, you're right. <laughs> that's kind of Yeah, creepy. like, it's the same dynamic. But the other guy, um, accidentally calls him Tom. Instead of his character's name. And they, it's in the movie. They just left it in. It was so, a good take. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess. And there's also like there's so much background noise in the scene from the ocean. It's like, mm, why didn't they ADR it? And then I think like, what if they did ADR it? And, and someone still said start... he still said Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's space Force. This is man. Space Space Space, space, space Force. Force. It's Space Force means it whatever you want it to mean. The meaning of Space Force is in your art. Oh, NASA's giving money to the Space Force, right? I think it, yeah, is it really? Man. I thought so it's NASA like, doesn't have or, money. To or give I life. think they're taking <laughs> away money from NASA for space. I don't know. I That's don't know exactly crazy. what it is. I didn't read the article fully enough to comprehend it, so this is probably just bullshit. But I'm sure I saw a headline that was like NASA's being unfunded for Space Force, or NASA is purposely giving some of their funding to Space Force because, like, they're worried about space threats, probably. NASA knows the secrets. <laughs> the lizard people in the government world. They're out there. This truth is out there in space. NASA seen it. Alright. Today, well, not today. I watched it like a week ago. I watched it twice, so. I did watch it twice, too. Because so, when we were going to record it, I was like, I don't remember everything well enough. Well, I'm, uh, my plan was to watch all these twice. So I watched it once without taking notes, and I watched it again without oh, taking notes the time. That might be a good idea. It's so, Cobra, which is based Cobra. on the novel Push by Precious. I don't... What? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it is based on a novel called Fair Game. He didn't oh, catch that I knew yet, it was but... based on a novel, but... Um, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, and it's directed by... We gotta talk about this man a, a little bit, because it's interesting to me. Uh, George P. Cosmanos. Uh-huh. He uh, credited as director on this movie. Uh, he also directed Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. With Stallone. I'm guessing that's why Stallone was like, here, you do it. But Stallone also said... He actually liked to direct Cobra, and Cosmonos was just kind of there more as a producer. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, because uh, the original director for Tombstone is the first movie he was going to make. His name was Kevin Jarre. Um, since it was his first movie, he's working with Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, Val Kilmer. I mean, just do about Val Kilmer alone. Yeah, well anyways, see, I guess he couldn't handle the set at all, and he was, he was out. Got rid of him. Kurt Russell basically started directing the movie, but they also brought in George P. Cosmatos, and he's the guy that's credited as the director of Tombstone, but really, Kurt Russell directed it. So I have a feeling that George P. Cosmatos has never directed anything. He's more of a producer than anything. Oh, he's just the guy that could put in, could bring in, put throw his name on it? Yeah. weird, though. Why, why not just give credit to Stallone or, or Kurt Russell for that? Well, because I they're think... Are not in the director's guild, or...? Well, uh, sloan has got to be in the Director's Guild. Yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't, I don't know about Kurt Russell, but Stallone's got to be Maybe not in the 80s, bro. Well, no, because this is after Rocky. Uh that's true. And uh, Saturday Night Fever. He didn't drive Saturday Night Fever, but it's like his project. So you'd think he'd be in like the Director's Guild yeah. list or the Writer's Guild. Or... He's got to be in the Writer's Guild. I mean, he's fucking terrible. <laughs> what, Cobra? The Cobra. It's not terrible. I mean, like, the writing is not good, though. It's just the 80s. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and no, I just think George P. Cosmo is probably, um, like, Stallone was like, uh, you know, I want to do, like, crane tracking shots for the scene in L.A., I don't know how to do it. And he's. I think he was there, because he's like, oh, shit, man, I'll get you a crane shot by the end of the day. You know what I mean? I think he just, you think he's like that. He greased the wheels. Got he right. got the connections, he knew people, so... Like, technically he's directing it, but he's not directing any of the scenes. And then also, um, his son is Palos Cosmatos, who directed Mandy, possibly the greatest movie ever made. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is just a long, uh, story so that you could connect Mandy into Cobra. Well, it was just interesting because we decided we were going to watch Cobra, and then I saw Mandy a couple days later and I already knew uh, the director of Mandy was Panos Cosmatos because I like his other movie Beyond the Black Rainbow but then I started to watch Cobra and it's uh, directed by George P. Cosmatos and I was like hey that's Panos' dad and then I remembered all the stuff about Tombstone and uh, all that shit and then basically the point is Mandy's the greatest movie i ever (laughs) made and everyone should go see it it probably won't be in the theaters anymore by the time you hear this but some Video On Demand, you can get on Amazon, you can get on YouTube, just watch Mandy. Yeah, don't watch Cobra though, okay, that's bad. But, um, watch like the first um, 15 minutes of Cobra, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you a short movie, you'd be good? Yeah, It's just... Uh, I mean, the Cobra opens very similar to Death Wish, and they, instead of a radio throwing statistics at you about violence, it's now Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Every uh, uh, 15 minutes uh, there's a robbery in my backyard. They do a rape. Yeah. 258 rapes. I'm responsible for <laughs> Uh This is a weird way to do statistics. Every five seconds there was a man with a broken knife. Yeah, I think this is going to be a theme we see in a lot of movies that we watch since they're going to be predominantly from the 80s. And in the 80s, everyone was really upset about crime because it was starting to affect white people. Yeah, well, and then you, after the 80s, like in the early 90s, you get the, you know, the crime bill, mm-hmm. um, which causes some other issues. But you, you're right. Like There was a, an issue in, in the 80s with, I mean, there was a, not necessarily an issue in the 80s, but I mean, it was just people were afraid of it. It was just like, um, my way of thinking about it is, uh, I believe this is around the same time period that we start to get like news channels right yeah uh, this is around the time you start to get 24 hours when did cnn start it might have been around yeah so my thought is you know how now um i don't want to be like all fake news it's fake news but uh they do have to fill 24 hours yeah yeah they're for profit they need to make money they need to get advertisers and they do use fear as a selling tactic a lot for everything especially Fox News, but the other ones do it too. Sure. And I think this was like this first season of 24-Hour News. Like, all right, well, what's this season going to be about? Crime. Uh, what can get people scared of? Crime. <laughs> just keep them watching. Yeah, they'll be scared. They'll be worried about crime. I mean, not even just crime, but like violent yeah. crime. It's rape. It's murder. Mm. It's aggravated assault. Someone busting your house and killing your housekeeper. Yeah, they're not talking about real crimes like 40 billion dollars in waste left a year but they are talking about someone might fuck up your car in opening this scene when he's rattling off his weird murder statistics uh-huh. they are cutting it with a scenes of what I believe is a secret murder society oh it's the axe gang from Kung Fu Hustle yeah, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're cling cling yeah and it's, cling, cling. it's uh, synced up with the soundtrack, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, but at the same time, like we don't revisit this murder the murder society at all. They're the new order. We get that from old Hatchet Face mm-hmm. uh, and his, his girlfriend. Um, but you know what their motivations are, if there are any, beyond murder. <laughs> the strong survive. Calling the weak. I think that's what they're. I think yeah, that's what I got out of it. The the new order. Um, but, but everyone's it, too wimpy now, or something. And so we got to do murders, but it doesn't seem like there's any organization or any real thought process, but at the same time, they somehow gathered all these people together to do murders. Yeah. And the uh, night slasher presumably works for them is part of it, but they don't show him in that scene. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't ever get a communication from them. Like, Hey, we need you to kill. These targets, or do this? He just seems to be a random serial killer that has friends. Yeah, like then maybe these are the guys at the end of the movie that show up and.
1: Oh, you can see have like a big crew and... at the end. Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, they don't are all connected. Are they bringing drugs into the city? Dude, it seems like they're just getting. It's, an, it's like a murder cult, is what it seems like. It's like they have some. Uh, uh, it's the 1980s version of Charles Manson, is what we got. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. But at the same time, like, at least he had some sort of philosophy. Charlie Manson? I got a philosophy for him, Charlie Manson. Alright, we'll get out there, man. We're walking around on our feet. We're gonna take some drugs and shit. You wanna hear the song I wrote? What's up, Beach Boys? I don't know, I think uh, to go off on a tangent about Charlie Manson, I think a lot of people's beliefs of Charlie Manson still stem from the judges in the trial who kind of made up his own fantasy narrative about what happened. If you actually, like, Charles Benson was a career criminal. Spent all his life in prison. He's a fucking idiot. I think he just wanted to... I'm not, I'm not, take I'm not arguing that his philosophy <laughs> makes sense, I'm just saying that he presented one to his followers um, and got him to buy into it. Yeah, because he's like, man, <laughs> I just want to hang out in the desert, keep having sex with young girls. And yeah, I don't think of... he believes this is a goddamn <laughs> second of it. Yeah, he's oh, the world's going to end. I'm just saying, be. if you bring together a murder cult, you have to present them with something besides clanging axes together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then, you know, the good vibes don't last forever, eventually one of the Beach Boys kicks you out of his house. <laughs> right, because you're a fucking creepo. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I guess uh, yeah they're the um, well organized middle aged Manson family because all the people with the axes doing the cult stuff look like old businessmen. Yeah, right. And like one of them is a police woman, so they clearly have jobs. Yeah. Uh, again, hatchet face jawline man. He clearly is just in it for the murders because <laughs> I don't think he has any dialogue that doesn't involve kill. Yeah, I think he he's just a serial killer. Like he just likes doing the killing. He's mine. Here I go killing again. My voice is scary. You pig. Oh yeah, so, uh, crime is bad. It's the 80s. The uh, axe gang from Kung Fu Hustle is in a cut. I do like the, uh, red, like, lens filter they put on in the beginning with the murder on his motorcycle and it's just all red. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I will say, comparing it to Death Wish, this movie, it was not necessarily, man. it's not necessarily story-wise a better movie, mm-hmm. but it's shot better, the soundtrack is better, the acting's better, mm-hmm. it's just a more interesting movie visually. Yeah, honestly, when it started with that uh, red lens filter, I was like, Whoa, what? what's, what's going to happen? Is this going to be an interesting movie to watch? And... Uh, it didn't end up being, like, anything special, but it is much more confidently made than Death Wish. The shots actually seem like they blocked them out. <laughs> One of my first bullet points on notes is camera angles are already better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, no, no, no. We just got to do 80s TV show camera work. That's all the people need. And how about the lighting? Oh, make it like an 80s TV show. Just everything overexposed. Wash everything out. Yep. You got to be able to see everything. Um, when there are... Uh... I will say, you know, after the red filter in the, the motorcycle shot, when they're in the uh, Super- parking lot, the oh, yeah. supermarket, there's, like, a... As he's going into the supermarket, there's a moment where something clicks in my brain. like, holy shit. It really reminds me of, like, a supermarket from when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, because it looked like, um... Not Rayleigh's but across like the street was... Lucky's. Like, was it like The one that had ice cream? Yeah. No, yeah. it was Thriftys. You're thinking of oh, Thriftys. Oh, yeah, Thriftys had ice cream. But, like, it looked like the front of... Thrifties, I felt like it was just like yeah, this yeah, this childhood. <laughs> this is eighty Super Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Plus there's like a Datsun in the parking lot. If <laughs> mm-hmm. there push. wasn't a guy in the parking lot pretending to be homeless that tricked mom, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're very close. So yeah, uh, the murder guy's is on a motorcycle. His motorcycle looks pretty cool. He gets off the motorcycle and I was like, and this guy kind of dresses like me. That was my first thought. You just need some wash jeans. Yeah, I just need some. Well, yeah, I don't really like wearing. Bad jeans, pretty much longer black. Black? Black. Black? I wear black on the outside because it's dark as how I feel on the inside. Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Not your cat Morrissey, mm-hmm. but the singer, songwriter Morrissey. Uh, and then he, he's going to the supermarket, and you notice that he's just bumping into everyone and everything? Yeah, why is no one saying He's just so unhinged, I guess, is what they're illustrating. <sighs> well, yeah, i no, can't they're trying illustrate. to show you. crazy. crazy. Uh, the yeah. music in this scene is really good, though. a good like the soundtrack for it is just kind of intense. Atmospheric synth sounds. So I guess it wasn't really music because it was just kind of like tones, like boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. Yeah, so one, drum, 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 drum. One of the really it's ominous synth tones yeah. out of the soundtrack. And then that's it, man. He's going crazy. Well, and he pulls out that shotgun and goes. Ah, I don't. Remember, I should have wrote that exact dialogue. And he fires, but he. I don't think he hits a single person, at least not that we <coughs> see. No, it doesn't. No. I don't know that he kills anybody until that one dude later on. Yeah, intriguing. at least not that we see. But he does make a shopping cart explode with a shotgun. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So. I was excited for the wa- the watermelon, but... Well, yeah, that's pretty cool. But I was just like, man, what? He shot that shopping cart and it exploded? Well, I mean, later on, there is... In the car chase scene, there's a car that explodes for really no reason. It flips over and then explodes. Yeah, it just... um, It's a Tesla. <laughs> They don't explode. They just catch on fire. Oh. So uh, in my notes here, I have Richard Ramirez question mark because the way the guy's dressed and the way they like, styled him, he looked like he doesn't the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. And then they mentioned the Night Slasher shortly afterwards. And so I they're was, trying like, to they're trying to make you think of the Night Stalker. And it was not this is movie came out a couple years after he got arrested. People are still scared of the Night Stalker. He's coming to get you. Well, I mean, movies still play on the same fears from, like, you know, 50 or 60 years ago a lot of times, so it's not that surprising. Yeah, they did remake um, Red Dawn a few years ago. I mean, we were just talking about, we we watched Death Wish last time, they have that, uh, Jennifer Gardner has that movie out, like, right now, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically just Death Wish. Yeah, they always just kind of make... Like, I've seen Death Wish a hundred times. Yeah, Taken. J Lo had that movie, right? Was, was Yeah. J-Lo? Yeah, where her husband like abused there and he got out. No, no, no. I'm thinking of a different one. Oh. It's not a Maybe it wasn't J Lo. I don't know. Yeah, they just do it all the time. And then they um whatever. I guess, yeah, people just like revenge. Uh, yeah. So Richard is in there with the shotgun. The cops are like man, I don't know what to do. Um, when they're doing the tracking shot of the cops, it's an 80s movie. I'm absolutely expecting to see Reginald L. Johnson dressed as a cop somewhere in there. Only in Die Hard. You can't, kick, no one has Reginald Bell Johnson money. He, he plays a police officer in like four or five different things in the 80s. Family matters. He's a cop. Yeah, he's a family member cop. He's a family member Die Hard. There's something else he's a cop in, too. I have, to, I have to go back and look at it. But yeah, we, the people, He. the only time he really has big roles are Die Hard. I mean, family so Yeah. The other one I'm thinking of is like, do you remember the episode of Family Matters where Steve Urkel falls off the roof? Like, they're having a, the kids are having a party on the roof, and some of the kids show up with, like, alcohol, and they spike the punch. Oh! And then Steve drinks too much of it. Yeah, vaguely, but I don't remember And better. they do the Urkel. Everyone does, like, the Urkel dance on the roof, but then he's too drunk and falls off, and Aunt Rachel has to save him. I don't know why I remember so many details of this episode of Fally Matter. But I guess it really stuck with me as a kid. I was like, oh, alcohol is bad. And then I became an alcoholic for a while. <laughs> well, I mean, you you did follow the Cardinal rule, which is don't do the Urkel on top of the house when mm-hmm. you're drunk. Yeah, because you'll fall off. Yeah. Everyone knew the moves. Do the Bartman. Bartman never really caught on. Mm-mm. The Urkel really never caught on either, not like the Carlson. I was, no, do you think he, the Oracle was them trying to do their own Carlton? I wonder what the timing's like on that. But I mean, the whole thing with the Carlton, too, is like no one ever really forced the Carlton, it just happened naturally. No, that was just a dance that he could do. Yeah. And it was like a good dance, like you looked good doing it, and you would say, like, oh, cool. And then, yeah, it just became like a uh, cultural touchstone. So, yeah, I think, because that one grew organically, and the other one's like, yeah, do the Oracle. No, I refuse, because I'll fall off the building. <laughs> original Lone Johnson, the cop. And there's always that, that one asshole cop that's like, your methods are too ridiculous. You're a loose cannon, Cobra, Cobra Eddie, and give me your badge. <laughs> this, a, this guy wasn't the police chief, the chief was actually sort of on Cobra Eddie's side. Oh, um, as a side note, I think it's in my notes later on, but I'm bringing it up now. The whole movie I was like, damn, who's that police chief? What have I seen him in before? He's Babe Ruth in the dream sequence from The Sandlot. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I was like, whoa, it's the Duke. That's not Babe Ruth's. Great baby, huh? Yep, that's <laughs> The Babe? <laughs> the Duke is John Wayne, you <laughs> yeah, dumb yeah, yeah. bastard. No, it's El Duche, the guy that killed Kurt Cobain. <laughs> and then got run over by a train. Uh, yeah, but so yeah, the cops don't know what to do. Or the, well, we just to him, but one chief's like, we're going to need a zombie squad. We need Cobra. And then the other guy's like, Cobra's a piece of shit. He's crazy. Let me go in there. I'll talk to him. I'll talk him out of this. No, we need Cobra. He's a piece of shit. He's gonna get him. And then he does show up in a wild ass car. That's a cool car. It's like the one, It Looks like a tank. But it uh, looks he's like, like, he's trying to make America great again. This looks like a giant metal boat. It does. Like well, I meant to look up what kind of car it is. Definitely 1950s, but it looks like someone built an armored car from the 1950s, mm-hmm. right? Oh well, yeah, I don't think that's not like a stock model. Either. Right, yeah, he's heavily modified. Although mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be impressed about the stock model. And then Cobra shows up. Oh, and he does a lot of sneaking. Oh, just the way Sylvester Stallone moves, I found it really funny. Like as he's sneaking into the supermarket, he's like, oh, wow." Oh, wah, wah. Oh, so he's trying to get closer to the killer, and he's doing sneaky moves. Yeah, he's being a. Ooh, ah. And at one point, he's like, "Ooh, gotta stop and drink a beer." Mm-hmm. No, yeah. <laughs> it's oh yeah, the Coors. Coors. nice product placement was cool. Thanks, cool. There's a of some weird product placements. We'll get to another one in a second. I'm I, sure you <laughs> know about it. The course one was the best because it was just so obvious. I feel like. Was... <laughs> I don't know. There's one that's coming up in like ten seconds that' way better. All right. So he takes a drink of course, like, draw he gets the guy's attention. Right, he shoots at him. He doesn't shoot at him. Um, he like goes on the the store intercom. He's like, you, Oh, I'm uh, I'm here to get you. <laughs> is <what> he uh, <laughs> you're a disease. Yeah, out really. of the cure. Yeah, me and this crew, i gonna yeah, um, you out. you don't give a fuck about how you feel. You're a disease, and uh, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna kill your ass. And and then he somehow he gets around behind him and bursts in the guys oh, like behind him. yeah the guys behind the deli counter somehow he's got a family of people and the <coughs> the family looks like they've been like traumatized gone belief but, but we, didn't, I, we didn't see anything really. we didn't see anything so it, it almost looks it looks like he tortured one of them, someone in front of them cuz yeah. they're all not saying anything well he did um let that one guy go and then the guys real cautious about it and then as soon as he starts running i guess he triggers him cuz he's a T-Rex and he shoots him even though you let him go, since as as the guy starts running. Oh, I thought that was like a trick. I didn't think he was like, oh, oh, my, uh, my predatory instincts. I gotta kill him. I thought it was more like, go ahead and run, little man. <laughs> Maybe I like to think it was more his predatory instincts kicked in because he's actually the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. So this is like, here's an argument for this not being a good story because neither of us really know what, the, what his motivations here are. Oh no, I'm he's he's part of the new order and he's gonna do killing. But he's, this would be the only, this is literally the first time he's seen him kill anybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, I don't he, know. He pulls out a shotgun. People are not paying attention to him. He could have shot at least one person in the back of the opening. But he decides to go for a watermelon. Uh, yeah, I don't know what, what he's trying to do. I don't know. I think they're trying to, <laughs> is this a remover rated R to look. Yeah, it's rated R. Yeah. It's got to be rated R. I feel like it didn't, it has to be. it didn't do too much to deserve an R rating, though. It's not particularly violent. There's no F words, is there? No, there's no nudity. But then the no. rules no. back in the 80s are different, so. Yes, oh, he jump, comes in through the door. That's when he tells him, You're a disease, and I'm the cure. Which is the best line of the yeah, movie. Yeah, pig, ah, pig, pig, ah, ah. <laughs> Like, the only insult they throw at Hop's in the entire movie is pig. There's, there's, there's more. Come on, man. I'm to get you, man, pig. Oh, I want to point out. Remember that crazy Pepsi display they showed? Yeah. Where it's like, pouring lego pepsi into a cup that was crazy i've never seen anything like that i'm sure you did back in the 80s but they don't make I guess. yeah anymore. i guess but that blew my mind i was like that is so ostentatious so anyways i mean cobra obviously shoots the dude yeah look there's um a really good line by stallone oh i don't show here yeah where he's like oh, i'll destroy the supermarket, kill everybody oh good okay. i don't show here <laughs> Well, the dudes too is like bring, bring the TV cameras Where are those TV cameras? <laughs> like has was that ever really, I don't remember that being a thing yeah, you know, yeah. When I was a child And he like There's a no hostage situation They're like Alright Send the TV crew in To interview this guy Yeah, That's what he wants <laughs> Once, <laughs> Like I know in like, the press Hostage situations And how the cops deal with him Have evolved mm-hmm. Since you know 1986 But uh, I don't think it was ever A uh, standard operating procedure To bring in the TV cameras To interview the guy I mean yeah probably not Oh, yeah, and just, you mentioned that I, this one came out in 1986, so it was actually like two months before I was born. This is, Cobra heralded my coming to this world. <laughs> but, yeah, he shoots that guy. He shoots him big time. And then, of course, when he goes outside, the uh, the other cop, who, today they not say his name. They probably do, but... Yeah, it's it's the guy that doesn't like him. The Curly heller Hall- Curly Joe. Yeah. And then that's also when they first dropped Night Slasher, and I was like, I knew it! <laughs> and then we get our first shot of uh, Budget 80s Benicio del Toro. Yeah, oh, his uh, partner? Yeah, who Gonzalez. 110% is the best actor in this movie. Yeah, he's great. He's real nonchalant. a lot like, want some jokes? I got some jokes. I don't know that they necessarily choose the scenery, but he's just perfect in every scene. Yeah, you know, he just shows up as like, yeah, and you wanted this scene to be good. I'm here. Then the news um, come after Cobra. Yeah, um, yeah. Where are you're you known for excessive violence and gratuity and stuff like that. And he's just like, "Fuck you, news nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Let me grab you real quick and commit a song. i you're the news reporter. This won't cause any trouble. Get out of here, you nerd. You're <laughs> Point Dexter. Tell that to the family. Look at this dead guy. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look. Learned. He's dead, nerd! What you gonna do about it? Look at how cool uh, I am! Look at my car and my, the match I keep in my mouth at all times! <laughs> yeah. But then he's gone. He's, he's His job's done. The yeah, he dead. killed a guy, he doesn't appear. We more. know if about that. The yeah, they mentioned the Night Slasher, so we know that's gonna be important to the plot. And then now we get to see him bully some regular <laughs> Wait, <success. laughs> we gotta to talk about the fucking song first. Do you know. Working so hard. Oh. Gotta make a living. <laughs> yeah. Hustling all day. Remember <laughs> you know who that is? Who? It's Gloria Stephan. <laughs> <by Emerson. laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like such an 80s. I like, did not think it was gonna be a real song. I thought it was gonna be something the studio made Me too. for Cobra. I thought when I heard it, I'm like, someone is like just doing like a shitty 80s Shaka Khan ripoff. <laughs> Then I looked it up and it was Gloria Stefan. Well, you know what it reminded me of? Is that one Fly to the Concords song where it's like, Inner City Living. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So hard out here. Um, I will say, in Gloria Stefan's defense, that, that piece of the song is probably not representative of the song as a whole, but. Eww. It's so bad. I could, they Well, this thing is, it was so also on the nose for. For Cobra. Shot right? shot choices. Oh my god. Like, it, was like, it was like, too much. Where it's just like, yeah. Things are bad in LA. Right? Even though he's fucking living right the on the land. beach. Yeah, I know. Isn't that a nice ass apartment? I'll take that apartment. Yeah, oh man, it's so hard out here for Cobra. I mean, the guy in front of him that he hits, I guarantee you his mother makes delicious tamales. Oh, I doubt that because yeah. what I want to point out when he, he hustles these uh, supposed Cholos <laughs> is that's uh, true. this guy cannot speak Spanish. So, this guy that's playing the Cholo. Not South, not South American, not Mexican. Well, you don't know. I mean, he—he's probably. He he's, could be his I'm, mom. You don't know his his parents or grandparents. Well, I looked. Up, I thought I looked up his name in IMDb to see, but I don't think I wrote it down. But my my immediate reaction was like, all right, this dude, like, he's saying these words wrong. He is, it is weird considering it, you know, it's in LA, they could have definitely found some of that, that. And Yeah, it's not weird. even like, um, that he's saying it wrong, like, not as a native Spanish speaker, because you could be right, He could be second, third generation, but he just doesn't have like the LA Spanish sound, you know? Yeah yeah I don't think I think he's just dressed up for the movies I bet the guy's name's actually like Tom George and his parents were or he's like fourth generation Italian or something <laughs> <laughs> you got brown eyes you can play Spaniard <clears throat> but Cobra just crashes into their car cause he wouldn't move he needs more space for his car <laughs> his fucking boat yeah the guy. I guess the guy could have moved, right so it's a little dick move not to move but then you hit the guy's car he gets out and be like hey man what the fuck's wrong with you why did you hit my car and you rip his goddamn shirt like you. <coughs> You've two crimes, motherfucker. Yeah, but he's a cop. That's true. Yeah. I okay. mean, exactly. I'll exactly, you. Kyle. Well, yeah, that's I'll, what I can get away with. I'll arrest you, minority. <laughs> uh, you also, this first time you see um, Cobra's very stellar bootcut jeans. They're, so they're high-waisted bootcut, and they got the dad dad denim. Well, I mean, it's also like a very 1950s style of... Yeah, and he's got that trench coat on to make him look. I like nice. that he slaps his butt with this newspaper as he walks away. Mm-hmm. To really show that guy that's dominance for you. <laughs> and I also noticed for the he's also time, really sure that that dude and his friends are not gonna fuck with his car for the shit he just pulled. Which is yeah, because he didn't even particularly intimidate him that much. I don't know why they wouldn't retaliate. And then the next time they see him, they're super friendly to him. Yeah, but like I've been like, what the fuck? Fuck this clown. <laughs> yeah. Like, he he doesn't have tires anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then he goes up to his apartment, and uh, he pulls some pizza out of the freezer. And he cuts it with scissors. Right. I assume he's on, like, some sort of caloric intake plan because he gives his his buddy some shit about the food he eats later on. Oh, that might be the case. This isn't even, like, particularly cut-up buff um, Stallone, though. No, he's just kind of, like, svelte. Yeah, he's just, like, young Stallone. He's unglied and lean. I Before did he got an notice uh, he's got Hulk Hogan eyes, Celeste Sloan. You know where they're like turned down at the sides, so it always looks kind of sad. He does have Yeah, Hulk Hogan and him have the same eyes. Well, you <laughs> can really tell him rotting through Hey, bro. Oh, yeah, when he fights it. What's Lips. Thunderlips! Thunderlips! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say his name is Thunderball, but I mean,
1: Thunderlips, <laughs> <about Yeah>, Thunderball.
0: <laughs> Neither one of them are that great. And then he sees the news report. where they Well, go no, no, before that is oh, okay. the best piece of, uh, of advertising this movie when they actually show a straight-up Toys R Us commercial in oh, the middle of yeah. the fucking movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is weird. Like, who's, like, who's watching this movie? Who's there, who are they talking to? Because hopefully kids are not watching this in the theaters, right? Probably not in the theaters, but I'm sure we watched Cobra when we were young. Cause mm-hmm. I, I don't really remember we definitely watched, you know, some 80s action movies uh-huh. with Dad, but Cobra, I don't think made the list because it did not seem good enough. Oh yeah, I don't think Dad would. actually I talked to Dad about it today, because he asked what we were going to be recording about, and I was like, oh, was Cobra, and he's like, he remembered the quote, um, which is, <laughs> a disease, and i the cure, <laughs> and then he was like, Cobra wasn't a very good movie, <laughs> and I was like, it was alright for a dumb 80s action movie, and he's like, yeah, I guess, but... Yeah, so even Dad didn't think it was that good and he he loved these action movies. Yeah, I mean how many times did we watch uh Total Recall or Predator? Terminator. But these are all like classics now. So. Yeah, Cobra's not really That's you know. what I'm talking about. Like you yeah. the chaff, the cream mm-hmm. rest of mm-hmm. the top, right? Uh and if you look at the IMDB for Cobra is not very um or well, the Rotten Tomatoes, I guess the ratings that i looked at were not. Oh well, yeah, IMDb's at like generous. five point seven I think. Which is probably gonna want I think five point seven is all right because it's um, made competently enough. Like I don't feel terrible watching it. I'll don't feel the need to ever watch it again. I'll probably remember it. I don't know. It seems like a solid five. Maybe six. No, nine, six It's a little too much. Five point seven is a little too close to six. I give it a five point three. So, you have him and he's watching. He, he this is where he, pizza. he's cleaning his gun. He keeps his frozen pizza his pizza in the freezer with his gun cleaning utensils, yeah. which are inside an egg carton. Yep. Because, um, um, I guess if someone breaks in and tries to steal something, they'll be like, I don't want no frozen eggs. Yeah. And they won't get his gun cleaned yet. But then, yeah, so there's the uh, news broadcast about the Night Slasher where they go over his crimes. Because mm-hmm. it's like, alright, audience. This is like the villain. This is what the movie's gonna be about. Here's what this guy does He's the night slasher and he slashes people. He breaks in their house and kills them. Some people were sexually assaulted. Did uh, they say sexual assault? I do remember that part. Yeah, they mentioned it. And so basically, um, he's the night stalker. But I mean, again, at the same time, it's a whole murder cult behind the night stalker. It's the first time we see the night stalker on his own element. Uh, he has you know little, he, he has little, a crew, little buddies with him. Yeah. And it's right after this we we see Bridget Nielsen for the first time, right? And we don't see it at this point, but she can almost do an American accent. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Uh, it's pretty bad. Well, um, luckily they decided to write her character as being, well, they didn't specifically say if it was like Sweden, Norway, Denmark, or. Yeah, she's like a. Small but her name. Some sort. Yeah, her name is Knudsen, so like. Whatever. She, yeah you know she's but then the same and why ha- I don't know I just feel like just do an accent thing, because it seems like a time she's trying to not have an accent and mm-hmm. then a time she has like a slight accent yeah they should have just let her like alright well we're, we'll say you're from Sweden so just talk how you normally speak yeah and then there's just all these weird cuts with her uh, uh, oh yeah it was actually a little confusing the cuts like in well it was the cuts with her doing the modeling cut with um, just like the regular scenes of L.A. or whatever, zombie squad going around, to show the disparity between us low ones and the rich, wonderful world of high fashion. <laughs> the first cut, I was like, robot. <laughs> <laughs> the future. because uh, the second time I was watching, of course, she's like, what's, the <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? What's this? <laughs> yeah but i think that was the point is like, oh look here's the zombie squad they're going around questioning yeah and then they're kind of questioning like prostitutes <clears> and then you look at the 80s, oh, it's uh, the 80s prostitutes yes yeah, these are the city streets yeah rough streets and that was like a very death uh death wish 2 uh when he's like doing his search yeah when they show the yeah. they're like, look at these la weirdos suburbia um uh, we kind of glossed over it, but on her way to the photo shoot, she meets the, Bridget and Nielsen meets the Night Stalker. Like, she sees, she's kind of she sees one of her friends. She sees, like, yeah. They had ran and they created a car accident, right? They mm-hmm. bumped into some woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they gun and walked up to her car and she drove by right as they walked uh, by. Mm-hmm. And she's there, to get her. Yeah, that's what, that's what was, that, the, they, the, the cop lady was there and so she copies down the list. Yeah, but, the cuts for that scene bothered me because it was, uh, and then immediately goes into yeah. dance robot. Because <laughs> you kind of knew what was going on in those scenes, but it was like um, the way the shots were framed and how they were intercut. You weren't sure that Brigitte Nielsen was actually there. Yeah, like, if she was actually singing or anything. You just thought maybe it was. I don't know. It was just that part was kind of bad. My uh, my note for <laughs> really the cut is robots, the streets, dance, music, the eighties. <laughs> And that's how I feel about it, that yeah. indigable sequence. That sums it up. It was pretty 80s. Oh, and I, um, so the Night Slasher is the weird face B-movie guy, which is what I call my notes. But he's in Buffy. Remember, he's like, uh... Yeah, I'm like, you know, 20 years later, but... Uh-huh. But his voice he's got... I can't... I don't... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he's also X Files, he's the alien sci Yeah, he's like you know? he's the guy He has that face. Like, mm. you know, he's gonna be he's like gonna he's, some, he's gonna get some sci fi roles. Yeah, like you look at him like, yep, that's that guy. Oh shit. Um oh no. I thought I wrote down the actor's name for the, the fake Chola, but um it's actually the weird b face movie guy, his name is actually Brian Thompson. Oh yeah, I looked him up too, but I didn't write Um and then right after the scene, we get, like, uh, we get, like, proto-Harvey Weinstein. Or with Bridget Gielsen. She's like, he, it Oh, like, and he was, um, so casual about it, too. Yeah. Come on, you know, let me just, you know, uh... Let me just stick it in real quick, and do, I can help your career. Let me just do gross sex on you. She's like... No, how many times do I have to tell you? It, it's, <laughs> whoa, really? It's always been out there in front of everybody. Well, that's the thing about how it's in the way it's presented in this scene in the movie. is so nonchalant that it really illustrates how this was already a huge what? problem in Hollywood or an established problem. It's so established that no one thought it was a big fucking deal the way it's presented in the scene. Because I'm sure Stallone was like, yeah, oh, I say that shit all the time. That's how Virginia Nielsen got this job. <laughs> <laughs> cause they started dating After this movie too Right <laughs> Right. Yeah well, I mean she got With a bunch of like the Well she started with Arnie, Arnie right? Yeah Arnie And Dolph Lundgren too Right Well Dolph's a better match Since he's like 6'1 Well I mean Dolph Lundgren Is just uh, a better match Than either of them For anybody mm-hmm. Well yeah Cause Especially cause Alright so Arnold's first thing Is not super short He was only 5'10 Yeah I think he's 6 feet Supposedly Oh well, I don't know if I believe it I've never stood next to him But um, Stallone so technically he's average height. He's five nine, but that's like not that's not Rocky. Yeah. That's why Paul Creed made him look like a baby, <laughs> and Dolph. But well, Virginia Ellison apparently is like six one. So yeah, she should be with Dolph Lundgren. Man, he was like six five. Yeah, she's really tall. But was Sloane standing on boxes in those, some of those scenes? Cause well, if you see if you see his boots that he's wearing, he's got heels on. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. That's a good point. Yeah, and they, um, and if you, I made sure to check when I realized she was 6'1", because I had to check, because, like, I thought she was really tall, but at that point, I was always watching what shoes she was wearing, always flat, so even if she had boots on, like, the heel would be, like, flattened down, and so they made it so the disparity between them is only, like, half an inch, an inch, depending on what the costuming was and the angles of the shots and stuff. Yeah, it's a biggest shot cleverly mm-hmm. you would never notice. You could see it at the end when they hop on the motorcycle though, where she's just like... Oh, because they're taller, so she's, she's, <laughs> just a, yeah, she's just a bigger human than he is. There's nothing, I'm not saying anything against short guys with bigger girls or whatever. It's just like, was not the manly man he tries to be, is my point. Yeah, well, he wants to pretend this big yeah. old dude. Yeah, but he's, no, he's just a little guy. Uh, yeah, he's a little fella. I'll be honest. As long as he's a little guy, And you can like see it a lot of times. Anytime there's a shot where it's like a full body shot, you're like, that's a little guy. Well, I mean, like Hulk Hogan is only like what six three, six four, but in in Rocky three, he looks like he's eighteen <coughs> tall. Well, they also in the world of professional wrestling, they say he's like six five or something. Yeah, or? I, I subtract an inch for that, so I think. Yeah. He, I assume he's a couple inches. Like 6'4", yeah. But you know what, he didn't look that much sh- shorter than Andre the Giant in their matches, really. Well, Andre is also a little bit shorter than they said he was, too. They built him as what, like, 7'2", but he's probably more like 6'11". Mm. Maybe if he actually stood up. Oh, mm. yeah, but he, at that point, he was mm. all hunched because of his back and mm-hmm. So that's just an interesting side tangent about <laughs> yeah, the, the sizes spot. of actor. <laughs> <laughs> Which we started by talking about Harvey Weinstein, and, like, to me, too, that's a weird transition. Yeah, but, um, yes, so, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I like that scene. Um, and then we get, this scene, for the meta reasons, really, like, oh, it must have been so bad to be a woman. Yeah, or well, it, it is so bad, bad to be a woman. woman. <laughs> and then right after this is he, it's, you know, the hatchet face man, he's killed killer, runs this man down with a car. Yeah, he murders that sexual rascal. Dude. Yeah. It's nerve murder, he gets him good. He's like, bra Yeah, he gets him with the car, he gets all smushed. And then the, no, he does he get that too. Oh, of, or it's a cop because the, the cop gets switched. The other guy he gets, just gets he cut. Gets, he he gets, gets cut. Yeah, he's just like slash. and he's like, oh no, now I'll never get to um, go to jail. Yeah, I mean like the cop again. Like some people in movies, I get maybe in real life you don't have this situational awareness, but he had a lot of time to fucking dodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do get like this. Is, this scene has the most uh, ominous sense. Of any scene yeah. in the movie, I think. Well, there's certain parts of this movie that almost are like horror movies, or almost like a horror movie. This is one of the scenes. It's a this more action oriented. Like the ho- the uh, hospital scene, too. Uh-huh. The hospital scene is that's Halloween, basically. Yeah. But this scene, um, it's a little bit more action oriented, but it is like tense. She's like crawling under cars and trying to get away from Brian Thompson, but she does get away. She gets rescued. Yeah, by the oral. Well, she doesn't get rescued. She just kind of hides and they, they, it, they leave. Yeah. Like, ah, oh well. We'll get her next time, I guess. <laughs> we're not going to get her. Uh, but then she goes to the hospital and, oh, that's when she meets Cobra and Gonzalez. Yeah. Cobra and Gonzalez. And yeah. they eat her food. <laughs> right? Gonzalez wants the cake. Again, like, mm-hmm. this is the whole thing. Gonzalez has got a sweet tooth. That's what we know from this. Uh, So, yeah, then again... We're just here to... We're a couple of nice guys. He ask them. you a lot of bad questions. Yeah. If you that line really well. Yeah, I know. Like, again, that, like, like, he's a dude... I looked him up. He did some other stuff. Like, nothing. He never took off. Yeah. He, he, that man deserved more than what he got. What a waste. See what you did in the 80s. Um, if they get a police sketch of Brian Thompson. It's like, oh, he, shit. Yeah, we're going to find that guy. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately after that, they show him dyeing his fucking hair. Yeah. Like, yep, hair dye's going to work, That's going to work. You don't have a recognizable <laughs> face. I'm walking, around, I'm walking around with this face. I'll just dye my hair. Like, yeah, that's going to work, dude. But he This does, will hide my cheekbones and shit. Yeah, he does complete the disguise by stealing someone's glasses <laughs> when he goes to the hospital. So, yeah, Clark, yeah. That'll work. I did think that he was going to kill that nurse for being so snappy with him. He was about to, but then, oh, this is my floor. <laughs> so next time you think of a health code, you dumb bastard, you <laughs> son of a bitch. the rules. And then the other nurse, too, was like, why is he up here cleaning? Why is this dumb janitor up here? Mm-hmm. Hey, he ended up killing like a dozen people in the hospital anyway. <laughs> hey, he killed some old woman for no reason. Uh-huh. Again, I guess you're from a Murder Cold, but your whole thing is murder. It's like, they're there... He's like, I'll just get a couple in while I'm here. Can we also talk about his knife? Oh, his knife's pretty cool. Yeah, but again... Why? Why? It's a uh, ritual blade. What is the ritual? Like, we don't know anything don't about this damn Murder cult. Well, maybe Was there supposed to be a Cobra too? I was thinking maybe... Um, this script was probably like 30 pages longer than what they shot, uh-huh. and there's a lot more to what was going on with the cult. Yeah, I want to know what, I'm, I have a vague interest in reading Fair Game, but I really, I don't know. Like, I, it's not like I don't read all the time, but at the same time, I want to read something good. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, reading Fair Game. <laughs> the book, the, based on the hit movie, Cobra. Maybe we'll find a, a cover with uh, Stallone on it. Yeah, or it just has worth it. something that has, like, a really good synopsis on the back. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I will to read about it on Wikipedia. Uh, I guess we can do that. Uh, so it kills about a dozen people. Cobra and Gonzalez are gone after they both uh, talked about how hot Virginia Nielsen was. Yeah, so weird. They're like, oh, this woman in distress, our witness, uh... She's pretty damn good looking though, huh? I like, yeah, to, I like to, cans on her. I like to put her against the wall and do her. I like to do weird sex stuff with her. Hell yeah. <laughs> Help my career or her career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's like one of the manliest scenes of all time. You know, just regular dude locker room talk, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that seemed pretty legit, pretty realistic. But she's all alone now. And the nice slash is coming, kills about. A dozen people. I, I didn't count, but it's, he kills a lot of people in the hospital. And then he uh, kills that old lady. He thinks he's going to get Brigitte Nielsen. He's in a room. But, uh, surprise, she's going to pee. She's taking a pee. Yeah. So she locks herself in the bathroom. Um, They basically recreate Shot for Shot The Shining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a knife with seven acts. And uh, that door is made of cardboard. Yeah, I've been in hospitals, and those bathroom doors are pretty thick. Like I said, I shouldn't speak to all hospitals, but... Uh, to bring up uh, uh, IMDB trivia fact about The Shining, and I don't know if it's on IMDB, I just know it's from my mind, is uh, Jack Nicholson was a volunteer firefighter, uh-huh. so they did have like um, a shitty fake door at one point to film that scene, but he was too good at acts and stuff, so they had to use a real door. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one is not a real door. It was like, remember the shitty doors we had at our house in Sassoon? Mm-hmm. That were like... Like if you, if you fell against it, yeah, you it could like, fall apart? Yeah, you could just put your whole body through it on accident. That's what it was like, where it was cardboard, in, like, internal, and then fake wood. Or Yeah, it just, it just looked like a cardboard door. Oh, but, uh, I mean, she outsmarts him. She gets the fire alarm going, he mm-hmm. takes off, at- Cobra figures it out because uh, Garcetti calls him and he's like, Hey, I'm at the, the precinct. What do you mean? He's like, I didn't take you to to the precinct. You can Get back there! I'm on my way. And yeah, but uh, then everyone's running out of the hospital. Like, ah, shit, fire. And she sees Cobra and she's like, ah, what the man of my dreams <laughs> It is a high-stress situation, so I assume she's probably like, Oh, that guy will keep me safe. And it changed something in her understanding, in her mind because of the stress of the situation, it becomes real yeah, primal. Me, like she and falls in love with the right we <laughs> It all makes sense to me. It's so weird how the other police officers seem to care absolutely nothing about what just took place at the hospital, right? Like, Cobra's like, what happened to the other two people uh, that you had on the door? Someone called, took off, and... The, the guy's the, like, I don't know, you figure it out. <laughs> no, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I don't know, it's your case, so you find out. Oh." Fucking for real. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was everybody's case. That's, yeah. you said it in a um, game? You find out, but they assign um the policewoman, woman. Yeah. And uh, it turns out she is part of the cult. That's the other thing. Like, how does this woman manage to get assigned to this case? Uh, well, as that's Commer, whole thing. Like, as mentioned, there is someone in the precinct that's working with the call. Right. the, the, the implication is her. She's the one that brings where the call. But oh, my assumption was that there's someone higher up. Right. Like maybe this heard... dickhead. That's what I thought too, but they remember never actually addressing yeah, it doesn't that, so it doesn't too. make sense. I'm telling you, man, they left like 30 pages on the covering floor. Well, There's I'm, more to it. Well, <laughs> maybe it's just in the book and not in the screenplay. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, hey, yeah, we got a mole in the precinct, we got a blah blah. I don't know, you find out, man. There's no mole, don't right worry about it, stupid karate. You figure <laughs> out, I got shit to do. And then, uh, so they're gonna take you to the safe house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cobra's in his car with her, and then you got Garcia or Garcetti Gonzalez. Ask, uh, Gonzalez, I'm sorry. And, He's uh, with evil police. Evil police. Yeah. And uh, then it fucking turns into road Warrior Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh, uh, well, we gotta mention Brian Thompson is riding in a car with the driver. The driver looks um, almost exactly like Stanley Tucci. I thought it was Stanley Tucci for a second. I had to check IMDb, and I was like, all right, maybe he just wasn't uncred- uncredited as one of earlier strolls. It's not Stanley Tucci, it's just a guy looks like... <laughs> you show sure no relation to Stanley Tucci at all? Nope. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know it's a movie and it's the 80s and used to be expected, but there are several innocent people that died during this car race. Corbetti fires a machine gun going mm-hmm. backwards on a highway at another car, which that car then flips over and explodes. But I guarantee you not all those machine gun bullets hit that car. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, there's tons of dead um, Los Angelinians. <laughs> yeah. Horror on the freeway today <laughs> as the police kill hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> Cobra just killed more people than the entire Night Smasher slash murder cult did. Yeah, and the craziest part is, like, after the police chase, um, Cobra's, like, I'm telling you guys it's not just one guy, it's a group, you know? Like Psh, that's you like, that's bullshit, man. I know there was, like, multiple cars chasing and stuff, but... You're fucking dumb. Get out of here, Cobra. <laughs> yeah, you just... I don't know what I don't know where those cars came from. I that was that was just gang violence. <laughs> like, what the... Oh, jeez what up, man? A, there's a group of them. Uh, nah, no, no, that was no. just one dude driving three cars. I've seen him done before. <laughs> what happened, as soon as you, that one car flipped and exploded, he'd go out and fuck car. Yeah, that's all it was. It's like when, in like, the old times when you stash a horse for your getaway. He just mm-hmm. had another car stashed. Yeah, he just had, um, a series of different cars. That he jumped into. And, oh, but the chief, there's news footage of two cars chasing me in one or something. Nah, oh, that's that's just deep fake. Anyone yeah. can do that. Cobra's car is destroyed after this. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, my notes just say, oh no, the whip. And then uh, We get his second uh, 1950s uh, car, which this time is a truck. Yeah, it's a truck. It's a pretty cool truck. It's a big old truck. Oh, I just wanna, um, from my notes here, the end of the chase when, um, Cobra and Reggie Nielsen, like, fucking go up the dump truck, and that's, you know, when the story is the truck car, it flips over and over, it's like, my notes just say, oh, they did. It's <laughs> like, that, that was pretty rough. There's, I mean, it's just the physics of 80s action movies. Yeah. It's all fine, don't worry about it. The, uh, the little drive up to the new safe house, like, again, like, well, what's, their, um, what's their plan? Uh, They're gonna keep her safe while. Well, you'd think there'd be other people out looking for the Night Slasher. No, it's Cobretti's case. Yes. Yeah, that made Very <laughs> clear that, no, you do it. I'm like, ah, nah. <laughs> but you do it. So, I guess their plan is get to the safe house and say, i will have a good time, wait for everything to blow over. <laughs> Maybe he'll just give up. They stop it at a little gas station, little tchotchke stand. Mhm. And uh, uh, he doesn't end up buying anything. But um, had I been there, I would have bought. Uh, they had like a plastic bag full of like little spacemen guys. I would have got those. The entire bag of The whole bag. Because it was like, remember, you used to go get like bags of dinosaurs or bags of like, you know, there's like hard plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. It was just spacemen get some of those guys. This is the scene where uh, that uh, she clearly falls in love with, with uh Cobretti. Marion Cobretti as Yeah, because find she finds out he's named after John Wayne. <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. Like they make this big joke about how much of a girly name it is, but they've clearly his name Marion because John Wayne's real name is Marion. Yeah. Hmm. So like, only, like, they like he could have also called him Sue. his real name was Sue Cobretti. That yeah. was, like, like, the boy named Sue <laughs> Hey, you ever been alive? That was the only thing that would have been hokier than being American. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bridget uh, Nielsen's uh, American accent is the most on point it is in the entire movie in this scene. He must have to film it at the end? Or the very beginning. <laughs> Before she's like, oh, this movie doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll try again in the next one. They go to the crossroads and emphasize the V because on their neon sign it's got quotation marks around V. So it's the crossroad ins you've heard about, or maybe you haven't. The crossroad ins. The crossroad ins. The. Crossroad-ins. Crossroad-ins. the okay. There's a lot of ways you can you can emphasize the quotes. Mm-hmm. But why yeah. are they Why are they there? It's so it's a, like oh, oh ominous. Yeah. Is it famous or is it like uh, people know people know we're here, so we're kind of like the crossroads ins, but. Like, not a lot of people know we're here, so it's just kind of, like, a crossroads. Uh, her buddy, he catches the, uh, female police officer, the murder cult police officer, uh, on the payphone in the yeah, middle of Yeah, like, night. calling in. Yeah, and he's, like, what are you doing? But he doesn't, he's, like, yeah, whatever. He's smart enough to get his gun ready, I guess. Yeah, but not question anything about what she was doing. Well, no, I think he, well, he saw her, um, first they go to the diner, and remember she puts all lot like ketchup on her fries, yeah. a lot. And oh yeah, I'm all... it was like so that's pretty weird. weird. No, but she's also on the phone in the diner. I hate when people call it pre-ketchup their fries. It just makes it soggy. You yeah. put a little ketchup on a side and you dip. You gross sons of bitches. I just don't use ketchup because ketchup's gross. But um yeah, so she's eating like ketchup and some fries because there's a lot. Yeah. And so Cobra notices the evil police lady on the phone there too, and he's like, hmm. And then he catches her later on the payphone at the D. You cross throws in. He's like, come on with this bitch, I'm gonna get my gun ready. And then in the morning, they see her, like in the distance, and someone rides up a motorcycle. They're like, ah, oh, it's her. And then nah, I was like, ah, never like that bitch. Oh, no. oh, and then, oh, we forgot to mention, um, when they're at the Chachki shop, or like the transition from them driving and then arriving there, they show the axe game again, doing that. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That's, but again, there's no indication, like, anybody's in charge or any orders nope. are being given. But then immediately after that, they all take off towards the crossroads. Mm-hmm. And the crossroads. The crossroads. The crossroads. The crossroads. Uh, I'd also like to point out that this, uh, they show the name of the city there. And it's San Remo's, which is not a real place. Yeah. It's like San Ramon. It's just like Lost uh, Boys. Uh... Oh, Santa Clarita. It's yeah, it's supposed to be Santa, Santa Cruz. Yeah, <laughs> it it's filmed in Santa Cruz. Like, you can, if you've ever been to Santa Cruz, you see several locations that are Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one thing never like about Santa Clarita, uh, all damn big big vampires. But I'm pretty sure the scene was. Just... Both from right? Yeah, that's both really Man. So a Dapne lot is, of the Dapne movie is looked like it was filmed in Venice Beach, like especially when they showed this apartment. That's oh yeah, that's Venice Beach. But this has got to be a little bit for the north because it's got like vineyards and stuff. But uh, so, that just yeah. leads me to my next point is uh, I know it's supposed to be around Christmas time because the, the supermarket was like Christmas decorated, but there's no way it's that cold that they need like gloves and big winter jackets and stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not in the like L.A. County, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, so he's in his room. He gets his gun ready. He's got grenades too. Yeah! <laughs> Which is the way. I came prepared. He's, yeah, I mean, his plan, I think, is like. It yeah, oh, no. see, honestly he seems Be like the better. plan is to use her as bait. Yeah, see, at this point, it's like, oh, they're just gonna blow this dude up. So he's got grenades, even though he's a cop, I don't know where he got grenades. Well, I'm in the 80s, I don't know where he got grenades. If he's a cop today. He's like, hey, chief, I'm going to sign up some grenades. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't sure, man, we'll get more um, funding from Homeland Security to get some more of their free tanks. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, in the 80s, you, you, a cop it would be really hard for a police officer to get a grenade. I remember... Even his, like, machine pistol. Like, there's no yeah, way a cop would have Like, you remember the, uh... That bank robbery in the 90s where, the like, guys showed up in, like, body armor and shit? Yeah. Sure. The cops had to, like, petition, like... The, uh, the army, an army base, mm-hmm. to get a armor-piercing rifle, I think. And, uh, yeah, that's why they were able to tear up the city for, like, hours. That's why they couldn't stop them because they had nothing they could, they could stop these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that wouldn't be a problem now, but 1986, I don't know how Cabretti's getting grenades and machine guns. And, uh, illegally. He's, I mean, he's a loose cannon. I mean, uh, it is easy to buy an illegal weapon. It is not easy to obtain grenades. <laughs> Yeah, that's why there's not, oh, he another Cobretty, Like Cobretti is part of the zombie squad Like killed yeah. some dude that and took, his had, took his grenades. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some grenades fell off some truck on the way to the police station. I guess that's why you don't see, like, oh, another tragic grenade fight in Chicago. <laughs> but so he's getting all this cool stuff ready, and then Rajit's like, well, you know, it's time to do romance. I, I love you, Cobretti. And he, if I was, so, I'd like... Let's see if this is like, maybe this shit can wait till morning, like, something serious is happening. He's like, I don't know, whatever, we'll get some cold. Because <laughs> he's convinced that, at this point, he's aware that... Something's Yeah, and that's why you got all this shit ready. He's like, all my shit's ready to go. I'm fucking prepared. And she's like, hey, let's have sex. And he's like, all right, fuck it. I was in sex before I murdered a cult. I don't want to die virgin. <laughs> But, you know, they make it through the night. I was actually surprised. I, like, had I directed this movie, it would have been, like, all of a sudden, you know, I I would have filmed it, like, explicit sex scene. They're having sex. And then, shit, the front of their hotel building gets blown off. I mean, not even from just, like, a a director and visual standpoint, like, would a a night scene more more interesting. But if you are the uh, murder cult, and you're trying to get this... This cop and his, his cop buddy that have already like taken out like, 10 of your guys, why not attack them all night when they're supposed to be asleep and they don't think anything's up? Yeah, no, just wait until morning. Um, so and that, make sure they see you. <laughs> yeah, it'll be easier to film outside. So they're ready. Yeah. The other thing, too, is Gonzalez runs in a completely separate uh, hotel than hotel hotel room than ready in, uh, in old Regina's. Which doesn't make sense. Right. I mean, so they can have their intimate moment, but you think you'd probably want to just be like ready? Yeah. And then so the, the entire shootout happens and they're fighting in two different locations. Mm-hmm. To the point, like, I want. Cobra's not even sure if Gonzalez is still alive when he takes off. He's like, I don't I guess just get out of here. Gonzalez! 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 Gonzalez? Yo, Gonzalez! But they can't kill themselves because he's obviously a favorite character. Yeah. Um, I actually really hated that they waited until the morning for the last, like, action set piece. Yeah, it was so bad. It was uh, so boring. It was, such a it was just like, oh, okay. And it was like, it's a morning, like, it's brightly shot. Yeah, it's just a clear day. They could have, like, done, like, even, like, a dawn shootout would have been more interesting. Something, yeah, because it's just like, oh, it's 11 o'clock, it's, like, brunch time, um... It's clear, clear safe possible. They're enjoying their oatmeal. Yeah, they're just on motorcycles, just driving up the road. I don't know, it's just so like. They had to stop at Dunkin' Donuts on the way up or Winchill's. Which yeah. reminds me, there's a Winchill's Donuts in the parking lot in the very. I forgot amazing. that place existed. I guess maybe it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if it does. Huh. Yeah. Like, you know they spent a lot of money on it because this is like the most explosions and like stunt riders falling off motorcycles and shit. Yeah. But it's like, I. Isn't it at night or something? Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, really three set pieces. It's the first one at the hotel, and then mm-hmm. the chase sequence, right? And then you get to the foundry. And then you get to the foundry. The foundry's at least a little bit more visually interesting. Yeah, I was just kind of like, hmm. Terminator is better. Yeah. Terminator 2 is after this. I know, but Terminator is <laughs> still better. So who copied Who? James Cameron saw Cobra, he's like, yeah, I can do that better. Yeah, well, I've got an idea. It also made more sense for the narrative in Terminator 2, because of the liquid metal. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Is it destroy him? Yeah. In this one, I was just like, what's cool? So, <laughs> this is our podcast about how Terminator 2 is better than most 80s action movies. <laughs> Tucci's back. He's on the ones and twos. Yeah, so he's on, Tucci's on on the building being a sniper. Uh, we get to see him later but I don't want to spoil it because this is close to the end when he has his next amazing scene. <laughs> but, yeah, I just noticed that Tucci was there doing the sniper stuff. I don't think he fires a single shot. I don't know why they have snipers. Because mostly it just seems like they're trying to drive by on motorcycles and shoot them. Yeah, it's also the only time that... I guess they're just trying to shoot them at this point, but the other guy really seemed into stabbing people. You gotta get the job done now. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta murder him. There's really like not even that much to talk about in the first set or the chase aside from of action and gonzales gets shot and, and you like for a second you're like oh maybe he's gonna die but they drive away and he's alive so you're like oh
1: and yeah, he's gonna make he's
0: it fine <laughs> i like the the chase sequence here i don't nothing, nothing stood out to me i don't even have any notes on it uh so the only thing i'm more though i remember the details of the chase scene, but the only thing that like stands out that was like any moment of like emotion or anything interesting about it is the part where the murder cult had already like blocked off the road with like wrecked cars that were on fire, and Bridget Nielsen's driving the truck at this point, and she's like, "What do I do?" And Stone's like, "You gotta drive oh, through it," right. and they blow up through it, and that is like the only highlight of the chase scene. Everything yeah. else is just like I'm shooting wildly at motorcycle guys. That and thing didn't make sense either because they blow through it and then they immediately get out of the car. Yep. is <laughs> well, like, hey, let's go to the foundry. That will be a good set. <laughs> and so it was. Yeah. Uh, but not really. They sneak around the foundry. Um, Cobra does some, like, tricky killing. Like, he sets a grenade and then yeah. shoots it from further away. He somehow knows how the foundry works and lights that guy on fire. Surprise! Evil police woman is evil. Yeah. But he kills her. But then he doesn't kill her because she's back. And then... The big fight with Brian Thompson. Yeah, and I like his speech because it, it makes no damn sense. I love it. He's like, let's bleed, pig. <laughs> He's just say <saying> all this <laughs> crazy shit. Bleed, pig. You can't kill me, pig. Yeah, let's right. bleed. Come on, let's do it. Dude, you come You me, can't dude. kill me. I'm. Um, you have to take me alive. They'll never punish people like me. And their criminal justice is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For man, like I, I don't care how white you are. If you are, are standing in a foundry, and you're dripping with sweat, and you're rambling crazy shit, and you're holding a knife, and you're telling the cops that you can't, that you're not going to drop the knife, and they have to come and get you, they they're going to fucking shoot you. they to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't even hesitate as long as Cobra did. They're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You're not following instructions. Yeah. Also, like, he's got to already know Cobra's a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah, Cobra killed do- people for whalers. killed them. people all over town. He's going to kill those cellos for parking wrong. But uh, luckily, evil police lady saves him one last time. She gives him a choke with the chain. And so he misses. Yeah. And he throws her off. What's his face? Uh, you know, old Brian Thompson, uh, jawline and cheekbones. He uh, he takes a hook right to the back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stallone meat hooks him. Uh, that's like the end of the fight, right? Yeah, it's the very end. It's like, put him up here. And the fight itself is uh, pretty bad. They just do a lot of hugging, you know, that movie yeah. struggling hugging. Which is weird, so like Stallone directed rocky. hmm So he can he can direct the physical fight. He can direct the boxing match I guess. Not this though, because it was more of Stallone doing those weird moves too. I just, Stallone moves like a weird person. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's his pants, they're too tight. <laughs> <dry. laughs> too high. He's gonna be like, I don't want to accidentally lose a ball. <laughs> So that's some of that. And then um, when they are doing uh, like the physical struggle stuff, I notice uh, Brian Thompson, they always have him hunched down really low. Well, because Brian Thompson is like a giant man. Yeah, so that Stallone looks like he's normal size Or he still looks like a big man. Like it's possible he can beat this guy. Yeah, but it's like, no, you can tell that dude's like, I don't know, six inches taller than him. Probably has like 40, 50 pounds on him. But Stallone does get him. He gives him the meat hooking of a lifetime. It's burned a fucking, lot. Stallone, you must be the strongest dude on the planet. Do you think you could just like lift a 200-pound dude up by his jacket and like put him on a meat hook? A 200-pound dude by his jacket? Well, probably no. more than 200 I pounds. mean, maybe by his... Yeah, that dude is more than 200 pounds. Yeah. No, I mean, that's... If you get it, him, like, under the... It's, little, it's like, basically a dude that's big, a, a little bit bigger than me, probably. Yeah. And, like, maybe, like... Adrenaline, you work out a lot, or whatever. I like, can do it by, like, his waist, but never. Really. Yeah, I can't like, under like, you know, his but upper legs. core. <laughs> but no, not, this, he just, like, gets him by, like, the shirt and puts him up there. It's like, what do you, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, he doesn't use his back at all. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm so strong. The other thing, too, is, like, I'm, I'm, I agree that it's a particularly brutal way to kill a dude. <laughs> to yeah. knee-hook him and then burn him alive. Oh, yeah. I friends mentioned the, um... Uh, Brigitte Nielsen sets Tucci on fire. Yeah. Tucci. Oh, no. Uh, Cobra does set him on fire. Because he shoots up at him and all the gas falls on him. And he's like, oh, I've had this match. Tomorrow. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, the Chekhov's going to match. And he dropped the match on him. And he's like, ah, Tucci, yeah. Man. I knew <laughs> you were Tucci the whole time. Uh, yeah, me took some. Uh, good. Like, the other cops are there. It's like... Great job, Cobra. That's what Babe Ruth says. The other guy's like, "Hey, no hard feelings," and Cobra punches him because <laughs> there's hard feelings. Oh, except for I think Cobra's like, "Yeah, no hard feelings." What Ooh, do I do the part? hard for <laughs> No hard feelings, right? And then they ride off triumphantly on a motorcycle, and Brigitte Nielsen looks a lot bigger than Stallone. Yeah, and it's it's one of the uh, the motorcycle motorcycles too, right? Mhm. Yeah. So. He just do. stole more from criminals. Yeah, gonna... That's what he does. He steals from criminals. I'm telling you, that's how he got the grenades. Yeah, that's just what he... That's, that's probably how he got his truck and his car, too. I think it's the than he has the job he has. It's so like, he can steal from criminals. <laughs> <The> zombie squad. <laughs> All right, we're the zombie squad. Here's what we they do. They don't ever define what the zombie squad actually is. It seems like they're just cops that they bring in to shoot other people. I was thinking, like, maybe the zombie squad was probably, like, you know, the rougher, undercover, like, like my squad yeah, type yeah. guys. So they don't really get into any details about it and Gonzalez just kind of looks like a family man anyways so yeah it doesn't seem that crazy and he almost comes off like he's Cobra's handler in some mm-hmm. ways yeah we don't see anyone else in the zombie squad it just seems like it's them uh, it kind of goes to your point that like maybe there's some shit that was on the cutting room floor yeah uh, like because you can almost build this as like a zombie squad versus murder cult movie yeah like that been the but last they don't time. actually go into yeah either of their deals Mm-hmm. And then the last act, they could have had like members of the zombie squad that were introduced a little bit, just slightly, early mm-hmm. in the movie, and then that way some people could die, so it seemed like there are stakes. And You're right, and they could have brought this woman on as like a new member of the <clears throat> zombie squad, <throat> and, mm-hmm. but, and had yeah. someone else, like either the, the chief or the, the other dude, and really it should have been the chief, and at the last minute the other dude, the, the guy that's kind of a dick cop, is, turns out to be a cool guy, and he gets the chief. Something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they could have done a lot more. A lot more. They just, I don't know, it was just motorcycles and guns and meat hooks. And then we don't, it's, all right, cool, they got the Night Slasher, but the murder cult still exists, presumably, right? Right, unless he killed every single one of those guys. I didn't see a lot of, like, 50-year-old salary men right yeah, now I was going to didn't show any of the businessmen. Yeah. I didn't see any dudes in suits. <clears laughs> or, uh... Well, I guess it's like the end of uh, True Detective, where uh, it's like, well, you can't defeat all evil, but at least you got some of them. The end. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, well, first, let's rank it. I'm going to say I like I like Cobra better than, than Death Wish. I like Cobra better than Death Wish 2, for sure. Uh, there's tons of movies that I like more than Death Wish 2, though. I mean, if that that guy could be an alien. That's Cobra 2. You find out that the murder is actually a group of aliens. The new order is uh, trying to take reptilians <laughs> from the center of the it's earth. It's like yeah, have you ever seen the script for Gladiator 2? Oh, the one that Nick Cave wrote? Yeah, it was he, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Cobra 2. You find out that that dude is an alien. The murder cult is actually an alien society. It's trying to take over the world. <laughs> Hell yeah! Get That's it right. Made. Someone get me Storm. Get it made. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if we're just going to do the 80s, there's some great horror movies we should watch, especially with Halloween coming up. Yeah. Man, we- fucking, we should watch Return of the Living Dead next. Alright, let's do it. Return of the Living Dead. Yep, um, they just added it to Amazon, I think, too, so it'll be easy to watch. Hell uh, yeah, Return of the Living Dead, that's like my favorite zombie movie of all time. It's <laughs> going to be great. It's got man I'm wearing a Return of the Living Dead shirt right now. <laughs> it's got man on it. So Dude. it's all 80s movies all the time. Uh, that's, like 80s like B-movies, schlock movies. Yeah, and plus, up until Mandy. it's a shock idea. Uh, yeah, up until Mandy came out, there hasn't been a good movie since 1989, I think. <laughs> I think that was the last time there was a good movie. When the Lord of the Rings come out, that was uh, 1980, right? The Lord of the Rings? talking about the animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Ralph Bash, Bash-, Bash- Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins is only three feet tall. That was like Nemo, Nemo. That was the Nemo. That was the Nemo. All right, cool. Well, we've been Space Force to watch Return of the Moon. Dead next, um, I guess we'll try to get that one out by Halloween. Oh, yeah. If it's possible. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any social media. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I guess we can always add this back in later. Um, yeah. But uh, you can go to adventureproductions.com. Yeah. Because... Feel free to donate if you like what you heard. Um, or you can follow us on Twitch, which is also McVenture Productions. Yep. And then, um, do you have Twitter? I have a Twitter, which is at a Sean McDonald. Um, Sean spell S H A W N. You can spell it however you want, but if you want to follow me, it's a Sean McDonald S H oh. A W N. And M C, not M A C. Oh, That's yeah. the same thing from McVenture. You can also go to McVenture M C Venture V E N T U R E Productions, and I'll put our Twitter angles up there too. Oh yeah, that works. Yeah, so just go to that website.